It's a good song. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful beat. song. In my head, there were dancing Muppets, so. Well, then it's an excellent song if there were dancing <laughs> Muppets. Hi. What? Hi. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to Fan. Fantastic. Wow, that was real smooth, guys. <laughs> like butter. <laughs> Just like. Uh, this is our back to kind of normal podcast yeah we've been gone we're back happy new year happy new year 2018 so much better than 2017 should be so far so good yeah (laughs) Yeah. there's a real exciting book that came out (laughs) no no fire and fury no oh yes 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 excited about it i need to buy that yeah (laughs) i don't read books guys you know this (laughs) you need to look into fire and fury but if it has yes, words, I do not read it. She's such a liar. Fan. Do you know the story about Fire and Fury, Sarah? No. Oh, my God. Okay. So there's this reporter who um, was there during the Obama-Trump um, changeover, and he got a visitor pass to be there. And then he just stayed. And nobody ever questioned him because they all thought he was working with some group or other. So he just stayed. And hung out and talked to people. And now he's published a book called Fire and Fury. Okay. That's all about just the hot mess of the current government. Okay. And it's it's like delicious tabloidiness, but real. <laughs> so it's hilarious and terrifying all at the same time. All right. Yep. Okay. But does it yeah, have words? He, uh, it does have- our president is trying to trying to ban it. So, but again, I know it's good. It has words. He's trying to sue them from, he's, he threatened to sue for publishing it, at which point the publishers were like, fuck off and released it like three days early. (laughs) Okay. Sorry, everybody. Books. Words. We don't do words. We don't do words. All right. So (laughs) we don't, we don't do words as we read fan fiction. Because this is fanfic fantastic, <laughs> where we read the fan fiction and you listen to it so you don't have to read the words. Yeah. That's what we do for you. We're supportive. We are. Hi. I'm Sarah. Hi. I think. You think? I'm Ashley, I think. I'm Hannah. Are I'm you sure you're Hannah? Uh, most, most of the time. Okay. It's <laughs> good. <laughs> um, so we are back. Yes. Just like. And we need rules read. We are, yeah. So I'm doing rules. Um, rules. So we must have at least one drink before we start. Check. We did. We Check. Yeah. Um, we played some Super Fight. If you want to listen to that, it was pretty fun. Until we got to our <laughs> dregs of our last hands, and it was kind of bad. Um, to anytime anyone says you, ugh, or any kind of tone of disgust you have to drink yep um three you can use the safe word which is peewee herman at any time um however we can override your peewee if you feel <laughs> like you're being a little bitch baby on that note this podcast is rated m for mature so please don't listen around your small children you're easily offended older people or anyone <laughs> who offended younger people. younger people or anyone who might get um you know offended if we say things like fuck dick bullshit penis penis dick balls yeah that kind of thing um and then of course our disclaimer you, you may, may. although i feel like we need a sh- t-shirt that says i can override your peewee Oh, yeah, we can do that. I think we need that t-shirt. Yeah. So there it will be. Oh, Hannah, would you like a mug for Fanfic Fantastic? Because I am designing mugs. I'm very excited. Hannah. Yeah. Would you like a mug? <laughs> yes. Sorry. It's cool. I, I just talked to myself sometimes. I got distracted. Yeah, it's cool. Um, would you like a mug? 
Yes. Okay, because we are getting mugs and t-shirts. I really want a yeah. t-shirt that says I override your peewee. <laughs> I will make you a t-shirt that says I will override your peewee. Um, I'm actually going to make one of this little, like, two intertwined dicks that says, yeah, like that. Yeah, like that. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah, our double dick pics. Yeah. <laughs> Because nothing says fun like double dick pics. All right. So tonight we are reading some more of Harry Potter and the Psychic Serpent Mm -hmm. by the awesome Barb. Barb. Um, We are reading chapter, I don't even know anymore, chapter seven. 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 I am not reading because I sound like dead person again. I can read because I have a silky smooth voice. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I don't. When Ashley makes me say Pussy Willow, somebody else reads. Oh, you've said it twice so far. Just <laughs> for you. so happy. Just for you. It's on the list of movies we need to watch together. Oh, Serial Mom is the best. Okay. All right. We ready? I'm ready. Yeah. Harry Potter and the Psychic Serpent. Chapter 7, The Real Moody. When Harry met Hermione in the common room next morning, she acted as though nothing out of the ordinary had happened the night before. You have no idea how attractive you are, do you? Seemed to echo in his head. But Hermione unconcernedly stretched and drank water preparedly in their running, although it did seem to Harry that she avoided looking him in the eye. Maybe he was just imagining it. Wait, stop. Do you remember what happened the night before? No. No. Oh, they were sitting on a bench and they were going to make out, yeah? I think so. I feel like they were going to make out. And then, uh, and then the dog showed up. No, that was was like before, before. (laughs) So the night before, um. Is this when he looked at her picture before he went to bed and was like, ugh. Is that it? No, they had a prefix meeting, right? Are they at Hogwarts now? Wait, no, I feel like we missed some shit. Did we miss some shit? I don't remember. It's been a few weeks. Fucking yeah. holidays. Right? Harry put on Previous some... Previous chapter. Oh, yeah, and Victor, and they were trying to make a a date together. Um, Like a multiple person date, because she's trying to pawn off Victor Yeah, on. she wants to get rid of Victor. Yeah. And then... And Crab has a little sister. Right? Wilhelmina. Wilhelmina. Yes. Uh, and... I'm, like, trying to read this so Malfoy fast. was, like, kind of, like, insulting, but being, like, ooh, fancy Hermione at the same time. Oh, and the little tiny kid that's got the uncle in charms. Oh, yeah, Flitwick's nephew, yeah. right? Yes. And... Then... Previously, exercising and Hermione yeah, right. staggering upstairs, and oh, yeah, and Ron being like, Oh my god, you're running in the morning. Oh, that's what that picture means. Pine Fresh is yes. the password for the door, that's why I drew a lemon and a pine tree and said password above it. I didn't know what that picture meant. <laughs> that one makes sense, Ashley. Yes, oh, and then somebody cuts Harry's hair. With magic. Uh, Wasn't it Hermione or Ginny? Yes. One of the two. Mm, it was. There's a shower scene. There's a shower scene. <laughs> Jesus. And Pavarni. And they play some. Oh, it was Pavardi who cut Harry's hair. And then they have a oh, prefix what? meeting, right? Mm. Yes. A really boring prefix meeting. Oh, yeah, and Harry threw on a sleeveless black T-shirt and black jeans. So he's, like, super emo kid. Like, he needs to slick his hair to the side and apply some guy liner, and then he's he's all emoed up. And something about Ginny. <sighs> Skimming. Oh, yeah. Sorry, guys, we are, like... We haven't been there in a while. <laughs> um, and then Hermione's like, you don't know why all the girls are fancying, you know, do you? And then that's where we left off, right? Sure. I'm I'm getting there. I don't skim as fast as you. Oh, guys, I don't read. Come on. <laughs> uh, you osmosis? I osmosis. <laughs> I only osmosis. So. 
I don't read. So there was like books. like nothing that really happened. Okay. He was just kind of like, oh god, you're so pretty, and then and that's okay. That was boring. So glad we read that. So glad. So glad. Next chapter. Okay. So we're back. All right, we're back. <laughs> After the morning run, he was actually starting to feel like his life was back on track again. He showered in the prefect's bathroom, ignoring Malfoy in the bath this time, and for once, Malfoy ignored him. Then he dressed and ate breakfast. While he ate, he furtively looked around the great hall, but by now, people seemed to have gotten used to his new haircut, and he felt able to eat in relative peace and quiet. Next to him, Ron said, through a mouthful of porridge, You ready, Harry? Harry frowned. There's <laughs> a mouthful of porridge. Harry frowned. Now what? Ready? For Snape, I've heard he's brutal to fifth years. OWL preparation and all that. We've got him first thing every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Harry groaned. He'd forgotten that potions was first thing after breakfast. And I thought it was bad to have double potions last thing on Friday before being able to begin the weekend. Sorry. Sometimes they're British and sometimes they're not. Yeah, it always seemed to take forever in the end. Well, now we get to begin our classes every week with the lovely visage of Severus Snape. Careful, Weasley, came a drawling voice behind them. Prefects are supposed to report insubordination to professors. Aren't you taking notes, Potter and Granger? Plus, let's say Snape's visage is quite nice. I could stare at him all day. He's quite cute. <laughs> He's cute in the movie. He's not cute in the book. Okay, in my head, he'll always be Snape, Snape, Snippity Snape. <laughs> so you're into puppets. Yeah. Warm, velvety puppet sex. That's right. <laughs> Have we not met me before? <laughs> uh, we'll let you do that, Malfoy, came Hermione's indignant reply. And if that's really what you want us to do, I can take very detailed notes on every time you badmouth Hagrid, who is also a teacher, remember. In name only, Malfoy's reply. Harry and Ron rose together at this insult to Hagrid's teaching ability, although they secretly agreed. They were Hagrid's friends. They tolerated the way he ran care of magical creatures out of staunch loyalty, but neither of them would have minded if Hagrid had suddenly become obsessed with kittens and puppies. I mean, like, yeah. Yeah. One but he does love kittens and puppies, just ones with bangs and multiple, multiple heads. heads. Hurry! Ron! Came Hermione's dangerous voice, as though she were prepared to announce that she was taking points from Gryffindor for their behavior. Harry picked up his bulging bag. Yeah, he did! <laughs> Remember, in this world, they're all of age, so it's not weird. Don't worry, Hermione, he told her. We should be getting down to the dungeons anyway, and he'll get his when we play Slytherin at Quidditch. He smiled at Ron, who nodded in agreement. Then Harry turned to go, catching Ginny's eye and winking at her, making her turn as red as her hair and look down at her plate. Harry's first potions class as a fifth year was complete. Whoa, was a complete disaster. Everything he'd been reading about during the summer seemed to have left his head, and Snape made a joke that the Slytherins, the males anyway, greatly appreciated about whether some of Harry's brains had been snipped off along with his hair. Harry had to remind himself the ludicrous image of Snape in safari clothing standing in his front hall just to keep from getting angry enough to put a hex on him, and Hermione had said that he'd reamed out Victor Crumb for not taking better care of her. Oh well. Anyone who didn't like Victor Crumb couldn't be all bad, he kept reminding himself. On the other hand, he noticed, but had not mentioned to Ron and Hermione, that Snape hadn't been at the staff table during a single one of the meals they'd had since they arrived back at school Friday night. Where had he been, Harry wondered. When they were when they were leaving the dungeon to go to Charms, Harry said, I've made a decision. This sounded very official. Well, so that should be, I've made a decision. This sounded very official, so Hermione and Ron stopped and listened with puzzled looks on their faces. Hey, more time. Hmm? Stop. Hey, more time. Sorry. <laughs> Sarah's talking to herself. I refuse to let that man hum humiliate me in class one more time. I'm going to practically live in the potions dungeon if that's what I have to do to get full marks in potions in the OWLs. 
Hermione uh, uh, smiled and nodded. Good for you, Harry. I mean, to do a lot of extra work myself to prepare. No, I mean to do a lot of extra work myself to prepare. Ron made a face. That's all right for you two. I'm never going to beat Percy and Bill and get a 12 OWL, so oh, there's not up, much Ron. point in trying. And I could probably have beat Fred and George's pitiful showing myself with what I know now, so I've decided not to put too much pressure on myself. It's just not worth the insanity. Ron is such a git. <laughs> Ron. Hermione scowled at him. Especially. Right? <laughs> Hermione scowled at him. You have no ambition, Ron Weas- Ronald Weasley. You should be ashamed of yourself. Fat lot of good it's done, Percy, even being head boy, when he couldn't recognize that his own boss was under the Imperious curse and that he was being sent instructions by a dark wizard. You know as well as I do that Percy's just a sycophant and that you're worth a dozen of him. Hermione's face was flushed and she stomped up the stairs ahead of them, leaving Harry and Ron to stand, looking after her with their jaws on the floor. What was... <laughs> Ron began, but Harry shook his head. Don't ask. You wouldn't believe the things that have been coming out of her mouth lately. <laughs> like, like dicks. dicks. <laughs> I was say, I'm going into her mouth. You're yeah. also very Eliza Doolittle just there. <laughs> you were doing your Hermione. It's mobile. I swallowed one. It's okay. I've got more. <laughs> it's a great show. His weird nose. Sound? Okay. <clears throat> Ron looked as though he thought this was some kind of double entendre, which maybe it was, thought Harry. Like what? He wanted to know. I already said, don't ask. And Harry followed Hermione up, staring at her ass the entire time. The steps landing, uh, leading out of the dungeon. No, he didn't stare at her ass. Didn't say that. I added that in. Uh, steps leading out of the dungeon. <laughs> A puzzled Ron followed closely behind. Professor Flitwick was decided <clears throat> was delighted to see the fifth year Gryffindors. He was usually pretty jovial and seldom looked irritated, even when Neville Longbottom had repeatedly sent the tiny wizard sailing across the classroom while learning vanishing charms. Oh, Neville. <laughs> I know. He turned out to be the pretty one. Weird. <laughs> well, make a very wrong. Everyone's the pretty one. <laughs> he outlined for them a long list of charms they would be learning plus reviewing all of the work they had done in the previous four years for it would all be on the OWLs. Five years of work, thought Harry. It would be a lot to be tested on all at once. (coughs) Sorry, buddy. It was a relief to relax at the Gryffindor table and eat lunch, but it seemed to end all too soon. And then they were off to Transfiguration with Professor McGonagall. They knew they could count on her for being very stern about the upcoming test, and she did not disappoint them. Oh, I'm sorry. Stalking around the class, warning them of what they would have to remember from this and the previous four years. Neville looked practically in tears, and even Hermione looked nervous and unsure of herself, and she'd been the top of Transfiguration students from the first day of their first year. When class was over, Harry opted to stay behind. Can I talk to you a bit, Professor? She looked a bit less stern now that the class was over. After all, she was his head of house and had selected him to be prefect. She had also been glad to hear that he was now the captain of the house Quidditch team. Yes, Potter? (laughs) I was wondering, oh, when did you become an animagus? Were you still in school? She nodded. As a matter of fact, it was in my sixth year. I was tutored by the headmaster himself, although he was not the headmaster yet. He was our transfiguration teacher. Why? Well, I was wondering. I was considering whether to try to become an animagus myself someday. Was he, he wondered? Or was it just that hearing young Flitwick talk about it got his mind working? Were you, Potter? McGonagall's eyes flicked with interest. Fascinating. I would have thought that perhaps Miss Granger would be interested, but you? Well, (coughs) I don't remember whether Professor Dumbledore said that you knew this or not, and it's not like he can get in any trouble now, but were you aware that my father was an unregistered animagus? She pursed her lips. Yes. I know about that. 
and I know why. And although he was obviously very talented, it doesn't make it right. I know, I know, he interrupted her. Before he got an encore of the performance, Hermione had told him about her explaining to Rita Skeeter the reason for an animagi... Animagi? Animagi. Yeah. (laughs) To be properly (laughs) registered. That's why I'm counting on you. I want to do everything right. I want to find out how soon I could start learning. Do I have to wait for six years or seven? Do I have to be of age? I was reading this part. Although it's usually recommended that a student have a little more magical education than you currently possess. I admit that it is... What? (laughs) It is what? I admit this is you were talking about and you managed to win the Triwizard Tournament as a fourth year. She looked at him thoughtfully. And I suppose that with your father's <coughs> history, you may turn out to be a natural. You okay, Hannah? <coughs> Hannah's dead. Yeah, I'm good. Sorry. We're holding on to We're her. We're good. We're good. No, she's back. Okay. Um, and I suppose that with your father's history, you may turn out to be a natural. Plus, you do have a compelling reason for wanting to cultivate this particular skill, she added without saying Voldemort. Harry could tell that she was thinking it. She regarded him silently for another minute. Very well, she said. I will discuss it with the headmaster. I will let you know what he decides. You'd better go. Professor Moody won't appreciate you being late for class. Yes, Professor, thank you. He said, nodding at her. She almost cracked a smile, and she looked at him with an affection in her eyes she had not meant to show but could not disguise. He ran through the corridors, lighthearted, skipping like a little girl. <laughs> he hadn't even known before he'd asked her uh, that he was... What? Asked her that, that that was what he was going to say. It was as if he'd had come up with it out of his subconscious and burst upon his lips an idea that was fully born but no he thought that's not true i've really been thinking about it for more than a year ever since i conjured that patronus that looked like my dad is a stag ever since then i wondered whether i could do the same thing (coughs) you okay hannah yeah i'm good okay thank you okay (laughs) sarah's on her phone Sarah's on her phone. Hi ho, the Dario. Sarah's on her phone. No, I'm not. Put down the fucking phone. <laughs> That's the second course. If we if we get to it, <laughs> it was already down. I didn't see. <laughs> I know, but it came to my head so quickly. <sighs> he quickly reached the defense against the dark. Am I boring you? No, I was listening to Harry ramble on about how he wants to be a fucking animagus. He quickly reached the defense of the dark. <laughs> he quickly reached the defense against the dark arts classroom. This would be his first class with the real Mad Eye Moody, as opposed to the fake Mad Eye Moody. The other fifth-year Gryffindors were still standing in the corridor for some reason. They seemed nervous about entering. After all, during the entire previous year, they'd been taught by a dark wizard in disguise and had not suspected a thing. Dumbledore had not suspected a thing until that man they had all thought was Moody had taken Harry out to his office and he had returned to Hogwarts with Cedric Diggory's body, going on about Voldemort being back, having his body back, Wormtail resurrecting him, Death Eaters being called to him. Ellipses. Harry peeked out through the doorway into the classroom. Moody had his back to them, sitting in the teacher's desk, his hands folded, seemingly staring into space. Then he growled. I have to growl now. Are all going to come in, or am I just going to lecture in an empty classroom? Harry realized he'd probably seen them through the back of his skull with that eerie magical eye, and then Harry remembered that the eye could not only see through many, many solid objects, but also through invisibility cloaks. They filed in and took their seats, taking out textbooks they had on the dark arts and parchment and quills and ink and bottle or ink bottles moody seemed to be examining the empty desktop in front of him and did not look up at them at least with his normal eye there was no preamble many of you he growled he always seemed to growl 
Maybe under the impression that you know me because you think I taught last year. Wrong! You may or may not know that that was an imposter whose real name was Barty Crouch Jr. Most people in the world thought he had been dead for the last 13 years, but his father and his house elf knew better. His father, who was killed by his own son, thought he could oversee his imprisonment uh, better than the Dementors in Azkaban. Kept him under the imperious curse. Made him hide under an invisibility cloak. But it didn't work, did it? Every student in the class jumped in his or her seat. Moody finally looked up from the bare desktop. Harry realized he was probably reading notes for the lecture on the top of the desk. Oh, sorry. Oh, I'm Fast not tired. Terrible notes. No, uh, no, I just like, I'm not getting enough air in. I'm not doing my breathing correctly. It's been uh, so long since I was in college in an acting class. Even then, it was terrible. <laughs> I was a C actor. That was the grade I got. It tells uh, you exactly what kind of an actor you are. <laughs> so, you could have been cast in Zombieverse. I could have been in Zombieverse. Nice. I was in a movie called Death by Multiplex. That sounds like something I would watch. Yep, my friend and I pretend to make out as we're zombies. And my little cousin's in it, and she gets barbicide thrown up on her. Awesome. Yep. We sounds like a we, Nobody really threw up barbicide on her. We just poured it on her face. From well, that's good, angle. since you hate throwing up. Yeah. Also, she was like six at the time. And I was like, I'm a great influence. <laughs> nice. Death by multiplex, everyone. See me. <laughs> Sounds like a great movie. (laughs) God, it was so bad. Uh, Every student, and nope, read that. (laughs) Harry realized he was probably reading notes for the lecture on the top of the desk drawer, which he was now able to follow with his magical eye. One by one, his normal eye lit on each student. Can anyone tell me why it didn't work? Two hours ago, Sarah's daughter was eating a delicious, nutritious shake in a small container with a spoon. I just looked up to see Sarah eating it, too. Oh, my God. Hashtag mom life. (laughs) (coughs) It could have still been good. you know. (laughs) I'm sure. Just not cold. Tastes like bananas. (laughs) (laughs) God, vamp. (laughs) Can anyone tell me why it didn't work? Hermione and Ron raised their hands, joined timidly by Neville. Neville raised his hand? Yeah. Long bottom, Moody cried. Neville swallowed. Because you can learn to overcome the imperious curse with practice? Exactly, Moody now positively bellowed. Harry, Ron, and Hermione lowered their hands again. Lavender and Pavardi moved their chairs back from their desks several inches. Although they had their quills poised over their parchments, ready to take notes, no one as yet had written a word. So, if the imperious curse can be overcome with practice, why put it all someone to begin with. Why use it to control someone? Why do it at all? Was he kidding, Harry thought? He was asked, uh, he was asking them why someone would use one of the three curses that were guaranteed to give a person a life sentence in Azkaban. Silence reigned in the room. Come on, Moody bellowed. Why do it? Why control someone? Why torture and kill muggles? Why do it? Why do dark wizards do it? Why? They all looked at him and each other. Finally, Neville timidly raised his hand again. Long bottom? Neville looked like it was taking every ounce of bravery he possessed. But, but, because they can? Because they can, Moody cried, smiling. He looked extremely unnatural, smiling. It passed mercifully quickly. Because they can, he repeated at a lower volume. Ten points to Gryffindor. Neville tried not to look pleased and failed. He looked sideways at Hermione. Jesus, everybody fucking wants Hermione. Isn't she like a stick 
though, basically. Like, she's a stick with pretty hair. No, she, like, all fleshed out. Now she's got titties and stuff, remember? Yeah, but aren't they tiny? I don't know. I wasn't staring at a rack. Okay. I always imagined her fairly flat-chested. We don't know how Barb imagined her. That's true. Barb, get in touch. What size are Hermione's tits? (laughs) (laughs) The public wants to know. (laughs) Hermione is 20. Yeah, she's 20. This is college. Hogwarts is college. It's (laughs) totally cool. (sighs) They looked sideways at Hermione, who smiled at them. Oh, he looked sideways at Hermione, who smiled at them. He averted his eyes quickly, looking terrified again. Oh, no. Girls. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a good reason? He demanded of them. No one answered again. He waited... Uh, what felt, what he felt was a reasonable amount of time and said, no, there is no good reason because you can't. Any one of you could fly in your broomstick around Buckingham Palace and scare the living daylights out of the queen. Are they loyal oh to the queen? Oh my god. Are wizards loyal to the like queen? I feel like that's a sort of Why not? like, we are British. Like, I don't know. I never thought of that. I mean, they have a prime minister, right? They do. That's why I'm and saying, like... they don't. they don't have a queen, so I feel like the muggle prime minister and the wizarding prime minister work together, then as you, seen in book, what, five or six? Why are you asking me? When they meet? Six. Six, six. Yeah. So I feel like, yes, they both are loyal to Queen Elizabeth, too. Kiwi, too? Yeah. Um... Why not? So then, does QE2 know about wizards? Is that like a state secret? Maybe she, she knows? is one. <gasps> That's ooh. ooh. We should tweet JK Rowling and ask ask about right? that. Mm-hmm. Right? Guys, the public wants to know. And okay. if she's not, I bet Margaret is. Thatcher? No. Princess Margaret. Princess Margaret. Is she the baby? She's the little one? Queen Elizabeth's little sister who got shafted all the time? I don't remember. She's like a million years old. Okay. No, isn't one of the little ones named Margaret? Isn't one of the babies named Margaret? Charlotte. Charlotte. That was close. How the fuck do I know all these things? God damn it. They both have um, R's and D's in them. That was close. And an E. That was close. Mm hmm. (laughs) She's just nodding. You know Mm -hmm. all these things because it's your job. No. <laughs> Knowing the progeny of the, like, British royalty is not my job. It's part of it. No, it's not. None of this is my job. I just remember really random shit and it never goes away. Okay, well then that's why I appreciate you. That's why I'm good at trivia. <laughs> I know, we need to do trivia together. Okay, any one of you could fly in your broomstick around Buckingham Palace and scare the living daylights out of the Queen, but does that mean you should? No! I could turn each and every one of you into newts, but does that mean I should? This time, he did not answer his own question. (laughs) But he turned Malfoy into a ferret. Silence. He smiled again. No, that was was Barty Crouch, though. That's true, but that was awesome. You know what real moody would do. Well, that all depends on how you do on your assignments. He was still smiling. The students all looked at each other with alarm. Joke! He shouted suddenly, giving a brief cackle. (laughs) Harry started to laugh, then caught himself. Ron was looking like his cheeks hurt from stifling a smile. Hermione frowned at him. (laughs) She's good at that. Moody strode over to Harry and Ron. Go ahead, laugh! It's all right, Potter and Weasley, you too, Granger. I heard about you three. You've seen more than your fair share of evil close-up. It's not just bargains that can't stand laughter. You have to be able to look evil in the eye and sometimes laugh. Suddenly, he was abruptly sober. But some things are not funny. Take muggles. Who do you feel is more powerful, wizards or muggles? Seamus Finnegan points for me for saying that correctly <sighs> raised his hand and moody nodded at him wizards he said confidently moody walked around his desk nodding and rubbing his chin then turned to Seamus and bellowed wrong finnegan you come from a wizarding family don't you Seamus nodded thomas granger potter you grew up in the muggle world didn't you 
The three of them nodded. Name me some things muggles have done over the centuries to torture each other. Wow, it's going to get dark real quick. And make each other miserable. Oop. Harry knew that Dean Thomas's family had come to England from Jamaica about 30 years earlier. Slavery. Presumably, sometime before that, probably hundreds of years, they had come from Africa. Slavery, Dean Thomas said evenly. Oppressing women, Hermione said without indignation. Not without indignation. War, Harry said. Nuclear war, Hermione added. Drugs, atomic weapons, chemical weapons, concentration camps, ghettos, apartheid, ethnic cleansing, the Cold War, genocide. <sighs> yes, Moody said. <coughs> genocide. Wow. I mean, guys, you tuned in for some happy fucking podcasting, right? <laughs> And welcome to the the Human Races Fucked podcast. You're yeah. welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Ties in well with um, your cards from uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Super Fight. Uh, yes, Moody said. Genocide. Killing an entire race. So what passes for a race on this planet? Ooh. Sounds like Moody's into aliens. In truth, there's only one race, the human race. Oh, that was boring. The ninja... <laughs> the genetic variations between people of different ethnic groups across the world are negligible. Even those of us who are born with some magic in us aren't uh, appreciably different from those of us who aren't. It's just another characteristic like eye color or being right or left-handed. But no matter what atrocities dark wizards have visited in this world, I'm here to tell you that none of them, none, have ever approached the number of casualties that were suffered by those who were at Agincourt. Is that right? Agincourt? A-G-I-N-C-O-U-R-T? Agincourt? And I'm talking about the French who experienced real losses. And that was hundreds of years ago. There's never been a wizarding equivalent of Waterloo, of the American Civil War, of the Boer War, of World War I or II, of Vietnam, or any of the conflicts in the Middle East or Northern Ireland. Jesus. All the Goblin rebellions combined didn't have the carnage experienced by the Anzacs who went over the top at Gallipoli. Sorry if I'm butchering these. That would be the Australian soldiers who fought... See, and this is why we keep you. <laughs> Worse than dissemination. Losing only 10% of the men would have been a vast improvement. Oh my god, he used dissemination correctly. Yay! Decimate means to reduce by 10%. If you use it to mean that you're destroying everything, you've used it wrong. Do you know how many humans have died in these conflicts and more? No response. Moody paced back and forth for a couple of minutes, staring at the floor. Then he erupted into questions again. Just because muggles can blow up an entire planet, does that mean they should? Just because they have antibiotics to fight disease now, does that mean they should use them for everything? Uh, we're getting political. It turns out they shouldn't. Strains of diseases that are resistant to all known antibiotics have mutated and are proliferating around the world. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Hashtag Jurassic Park. <laughs> They all jumped in their seats. Moody stumped, uh, stumped up the aisle. I'm stumping. I'm so mad. I'm stumping. This is my stumping feet. I'm a stumping cane. That, like, is almost fucked up just because Moody has a wooden leg. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's stumping. Yeah. <laughs> That's my new favorite Oh, my part. God. Moody's stumped up the aisle between the desks. His wooden leg very loud, cough-hump, looking at each of them as though he were surprised they hadn't flunked out of school yet. What? He finally went on. Have you learned in your last four years in the defense against the dark arts? Uh, Grindelows? Bogarts? Hinky punks? <laughs> no, he barked. You haven't learned anything. What you need to learn now before you sit for your OWLs is that fighting the dark arts does not mean fighting the darkness outside of you. It means fighting the darkness inside of you. He went back to his desk and stood beside it, surveying them all with his magical eye. What is the purpose of the Cruciatus Curse? He said softly. Oh, what is the purpose of the Cruciatus Curse? He said softly. 
Hermione immediately raised her hand. To hurt someone, of course. Wrong! He turned... Oh, God. Guys, I need to... You are allowed to pause. Wrong! He turned the volume back up. Ron and Hermione looked at her, alarmed. Hermione wasn't accustomed to this reaction from a teacher. She sank down in her chair, somewhat cowed. Uh, I lost my spot. And Harry wouldn't have been surprised at all if she didn't say another word in defense against the dark arts all year. Neville timidly raised his hand and Moody nodded him, nodded at him. Uh, to break someone and make them do whatever you want them to do. To control someone, Moody nodded, speaking in normal, for him, conversational tone, as though he hadn't just shouted at Hermione loud enough to wake the dead. In some ways, it is not as sure as the Imperius curse, but in some ways it's better. A person who's really concentrating, who has an extremely strong sense of self, can withstand the Imperius curse, but the same person may cave in seconds of experience the Cruciatus curse. Most people would turn around and put the same curse on another person in a heartbeat if they were promised that they would not have to feel that pain again. That's the darkness inside you. Hermione turned and looked at Neville, giving him a little smile to show that she was impressed. Neville blushed deeply and looked down at his blank parchment. I'll wager, Moody went on, that none of you has ever experienced the Cruciatus curse. First you feel, but Harry slowly raised his hand. Moody stopped and stared at him. Really? Potter, was that person caught? No, sir. Does the ministry know about this? Yes, sir. Well, I'm out of the loop these days. Voldemort. A couple people had gasped, but the rest of the class was otherwise silent. Thank you. Was otherwise silent when Harry said the name. Moody nodded. Good. You said it. Say it again. Voldemort. Again, Voldemort, Voldemort, Voldemort. Moody walked around the room, his wooden leg clunking. He's, he's stomping around the room. His normal eye looking at the ceiling. How many times? How many times? Twice. What happened? Well, <clears throat> first he did it just to show the Death Eaters that I was more powerful than him. I couldn't do anything. He had tied me to a gravestone. Then he gave me back my wand and we dueled. All the other students beside Ron and Hermione gasped. <gasps> First he told me to bow to death, to bow to him, but I wouldn't. Somehow he made me bend in the middle anyway. And then before I could do anything, he put the Cruciatus curse on me. The second time. Then he wanted me to beg him not to do it again. Did you? <laughs> no. He tried to make me with the Imperius curse. Did it work? I told him I wouldn't do it. And? He tried to curse me again. But I ran. I hid behind a gravestone. Harry's voice shook, telling about his cowardice. And then? Then I stood to face him and I used a disarming spell at the same moment he used the killing curse. But somehow the spells collided and cancelled each other out. Then, something weird happened. He got distracted and I was able to get back the cup. And Cedric's body, he thought, but he didn't want to say it. It was the portkey that had taken me there. It brought me back to Hogwarts. Somehow, nope. Somehow, Harry had not wanted to tell about his wand and Voldemort's wand being brothers. Uh, about the dome of golden light and the sound of Phoenix song. About the... Hmm, Priori Incantum? Mm hmm. And the shades of the people Voldemort. What? Shades of the people Voldemort had killed, including his parents and Cedric Diggory, interceding for him, making it possible for him to get away. All of these students were silent and shocked. Nope. Silent with shock. You were lucky, Moody told them, and then he turned to the rest of the class. Uh, odd as it sounds when Voldemort feels like he has a worthy opponent. He likes to give him a sporting chance. That said, I only know of two wizards who have dueled with Voldemort and live to tell about it. Potter's one. The other one you are used, accustomed to calling Headmaster. Others have been less fortunate. Those who've been tortured to death by Death Eaters using, using the Cruciatus Curse, for example. You see, the Death Eaters had orders. And they knew what would happen to them if they did not follow orders. 
if they did not succeed. In some ways, they were even more ruthless than Voldemort himself. He didn't feel threatened by anyone. Each Death Eater was pro uh, each Death Eater probably felt the Cruciatus Curse at least once in his life because I know that Voldemort always wanted them to be mindful of what would happen to anyone who displeased him. Do a good job, and you would never have to experience that again. Slip up, you took your chances. That's why the Death Eaters were and are so unrelentingly cruel. Self-preservation, the evil inside. How much longer is this? This is a long one. So many years. Do we want to do like five more minutes? Yeah. Circus, where did I go back? Afro circus, Afro circus, Afro. Poke it out, poke it out, poke it out, Afro. Trying to vamp until I find it. Trying to vamp until I find it. Jesus Christ, he talks forever. La 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 la. <laughs> Lavender Brown timidly raised her hand and he nodded at her. How is self-preservation? How is self-preservation evil? By itself, not evil. It's what people do to achieve. Sarah's on her phone. No, I'm looking at how much time we have left. Okay. I'm thinking this is talking about it. By itself, it's not evil. It's what people do to achieve that often turns into evil. If they feel that anything is worth doing to achieve it, anything. Neville was staring down at his desk with a strange expression on his face. Moody noticed and came over to him, leaning over slightly. Have you been to see them lately, Longbottom? He asked gently. Neville nodded, still not looking up. I've been to see them myself from time to time. Do they recognize you? Neville shook his head. Ah, well, they were really put through the ringer. Finest aurors I ever knew, your parents. The rest of the class, except for Harry, was looking at Neville in amazement. Neville now looked up and met Harry's gaze. Harry nodded grimly to let Neville knew he already known. Nope, not a good sentence. Your parents had more pain coursing through them than I've ever heard tell. Of course it fried their brains. Jesus, I mean, a little bit of decorum. Because what you may not know is that you can beat the Cruciatus curse. It takes an even stronger mind to fight the imperious curse, but the reason it can beat you is that it's just pain. Just pain, and the pain is all in your mind. Oh, just pain. No big fucking deal. No big fucking deal. It's cool. Like, thumb screws. No biggie. No big. Um, the fifth-year Gryffindors had all very perplexed looks on their faces. Now, he went on, that sounds like I think it's... That sounds like I think it's not real. I know. Let me explain. He stomped his wooden leg on the ground. See this? I won't tell you how I lost my leg. You're not ready for that. Trust me. Do you know why I regularly still experience pain in the leg I no longer have? Hermione looked around furtively before raising her hand slowly. Phantom leg pain? Phantom leg syndrome? She said shakily. Exactly! Moody responded, <laughs> giving her a quiet sigh of relief. But what does that mean? <coughs> Hermione took a breath and went on. Oh, you're... Brain is still receiving signals from the leg. Is the pain real? No, it's all in my head. Every time you bark your shin on a chair, never heard of that before, or put your hand in a flame, your body sends a message to your brain to feel pain. Interrupt the communication between the body and brain. No pain. Hermione had apparently forgotten about being worried about being snapped at. But pain serves as a purpose. It protects us. <laughs> that was adorable. Yes, when it's physical pain. Something you have to come in contact with. But the Cruciatus Curse, he looked at Neville, does not serve any purpose but to destroy the mind and overwhelm it with pain. Do it enough and insanity is the result. Usually it doesn't happen that way. Usually the victims crumble and give in, agree to just about anything. But sometimes, sometimes, he walked over to Neville and clapped his hand on his shoulder. You find someone so principled that he or she is willing to endure suffering rather than inflict it on someone else. That is why the destruction of the mind of such a person is so tragic. Neville was now crying, tears running silently down his face. 
God damn it. Moody took a handkerchief out of his pocket and handed it to him without comment. The rest of the class was quiet and shocked. Now, you're not ready to learn to disconnect your brain from your body in order to beat the Cruciatus Curse, but you will be before you're in sixth year, unless you can't do it. It's not easy. Not everyone can do it, and although I want you to learn this, we will work quite hard. Uh, we will lurk. <laughs> we will work quite a. No, fuck. What is this sentence? I don't fucking know. We will work on it quite a lot this year. We won't begin until after Christmas break. I've spat all over my phone. He walked back to his desk and he walked back to his desk and heavily leaned on it, looking at each of them in turn with his normal eye. Until then, we will analyze the nature of darkness. <laughs> Analyze the nature of darkness. What makes a person turn dark? Melanin. Okay. <laughs> Lots makes of time a, in the sun. What makes a person decide not to? When is that a crucial moment? Have you got all your copies of the Sweet Buyer prob- Publishing Anthology of Muggle Literature? <laughs> no. And why in a Dependence the Dark Arts class... Are we fucking reading English lit? Yeah, for funsies. Yeah. Gotta do something fun. Getting that fucking dark. Hermione and Harry nodded and leaned down to get the books from their bags. Neville and Seamus also had it. Ron raised his hand. Please. It was on the reading list for fifth years, but I thought it was only needed for muggle studies. No, it's for this class. Those of you who don't have it better write home for it. While you wait, there are copies in the school library you can borrow. Your assignment is to read what? Is to read one of the Shakespeare plays in the anthology, Lear, Hamlet, Othello, or Macbeth, ignoring the witch stereotypes, and write me an essay. I won't tell you how long. Make it as long as it needs to be. Ooh, that's scary. I used to have teachers do that. Make your essay as long as it needs to be. Oh, God. What? Uh, about a character or characters who succumb to the darkness and why someone could be more than one person could be more than one person who doesn't and why nope that was confusing so someone who comes to the dark side and someone who doesn't and why and why Thank you. No problem. I appreciate a real teacher telling us. <laughs> also, <laughs> I vote for Othello in this list. Ooh, or Macbeth. Yeah, I like Macbeth, but Othello gets warped by other people around him telling him lies. Yeah, but Lady Macbeth is fucking cray. She is cray cray. And she tries uh, to make Macbeth all kinds of cray too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was Hannah. Well, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this is the coughing podcast. Tune in to an hour and a half of us coughing, sneezing, and snotting, and stumping around the room. Oh, I drew that every Chomp. day. I'm stumping. Every day I'm stumping. Thump bump 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 thump it up. Thump it up. Bump it up. <laughs> no. Okay. Where was I at? <laughs> the essay is due in a month. A month to write an essay. God, I could do this. Even, especially when it's like however long it needs to be. It's four sentences. Yeah. This guy was bad. This guy wasn't. Peace. <laughs> then you will each read your work to the class. On Wednesday, you must each tell me what play you're doing. Also, read the lottery and be prepared to discuss it. Don't Pick the Tempest for your Shakespeare. That's more complex. And you'll be... Re- no, it's really not. It's that's not. what. That's the easiest really play. Nice. That's the e- That's the beginner. That's Shakespeare oh. on training reels. And you'll be reading oh that one and writing a long parchment about it at the end of term. Really? Oh, why? Super boring. I mean, it's not super boring, but it's not super challenging. No, and it doesn't need a long parchment. It doesn't. No. Also, when you said read the lottery, I, I totally imagined them going like, today's numbers are 26, <laughs> 34. You know, I Nelson thought that too, that. and then I was like, oh wait, no, the lottery's that story about, and then I remember the present, uh, yeah. the premise, and I was like, fucked up. Like... You know Neville's the one who wrote numbers. He's like, 32. I was only one number off. (laughs) And he clumped out the door without looking at them. The fifth-year Gryffindors all looked at each other. Harry checked his watch. 
There's still more than an hour left in class, he said lamely, as though it were his job as a prefect to point out something a teacher had done wrong. Hermione shrugged. Well, then we should go and start reading one of the plays, or at least decide which one to read. Oh, I didn't do that in her voice. Let's go to the common room! Let's all go to the common room. Let's all go to the long is the story. Read till the asterisks. Asterisks? The asterisks. Yes, asterisks. Nope. I meant it exactly like I said it. Asterisks. Uh, I can't remember. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but as it was the end of the day and dinner wouldn't be served for three more hours, what? the rest of it's not the end of the day, fucking is it? The rest of the class had already decided that it was free time. They were going back to the common room too, but Seamus and Dean were discussing on playing Exploding Snap, and Lavender and Pavardi were planning to do tarot readings for each other. Neville was very quiet, packing his bag and standing up slowly. Well, yeah, he just had a traumatic experience in front of an entire fucking classroom. Right, someone give Neville a hug. Right. Harry remembered, like, I've been watching too much uh, Criminal Minds, because now I'm like, oh, guys, be nice to him, or you're going to make serial killer, you're fucking up his love map. Okay. Harry remembered the way a year earlier Neville had clutched to the desk spasmodically when the fake Moody, who was really Barty Crouch Jr., had demonstrated the Cruciatus curse on an enlarged spider. Hermione had screamed for Crouch to stop, seeing how distressed Neville was. Afterward, he had taken Neville up to his office for tea and given him a book. Harry wondered now whether Crouch was just trying to do a very convincing job of being moody, or whether he was genuinely sorry for having effectively orphaned Neville as much as Voldemort had orphaned Harry. He also remembered being in Dumbledore's pensive. Pensive? Mm-hmm. Or is it pensive? Pensive. Pensive. Seeing that the trial... I always say pensive. I don't know. Say whatever you want, man. He remembered being in Dumbledore's doobie-doo, Selling the trial of Barty, seeing the trial of Barty Crouch and the three other people who had tortured the Longbottoms, he remembered Crouch, a mere nineteen-year-old, screaming, "Father, I didn't do it!" As Barty Crouch Senior had seen his son sent away to Azkaban, and Mrs. Crouch collapsed in grief. When he'd seen it, Harriet assumed that it was the elder Crouch who had been in the wrong. Now he knew that he had been uh, that he had had the measure of his son, who was merely a very good actor. Well, they'd all seen during the previous year what a good actor he was. Harry, Ron, and Hermione looked at each other and at Neville. Harry, aha, what are you doing, phone? No, wrong, wrong. Okay, we're good now. <laughs> Harry took a deep breath and spoke first. I found out by accident, Neville. Dumbledore didn't want me to say anything. He said you <laughs> would say something when you were ready. <laughs> you like my voice? Oh, I'm, uh, my God. I'm channeling uh, John Lennon. <laughs> that's that's my John Lennon. You actually sound more like, like um, Wacko from the Animaniacs. Oh yeah, I get that. Oh my God. <coughs> Excuse me. Moody shouldn't have done that. Then Hermione said indignantly, "It wasn't his place to." No, Neville said <laughs> suddenly. <laughs> he looked at the three of them with glistening eyes. I'm glad everyone knows. I'm glad. Excuse me. I have to go to decide which play to read. He calmly picked up his bag and left. The three of them stood looking at each other awkwardly. Then Ron said, Why didn't you say anything, Harry? You you heard him, Hermione said. Dumbledore didn't want him to. He can speak for himself, Hermione. Don't snap at me, Ronald Weasley. You need to go to the library and find a copy of Anthology of Muggle Literature. She shouldered her bag and left without looking at either one of them. Ronald looked at Harry, perplexed. Who's snapping? It seems I get called Ronald a lot lately. First there's that scene in Potions, now this. What's her problem? Harry she stared... She dick Harry, that's her problem. <laughs> Harry also stared after her, then turned back to Ron. Oh, you know her. Probably shell-shocked because Moody's yelling at her. Ron grimaced. Yeah, she's so perfect, he said in a mocking tone. Harry felt like hitting him. It was a great effort not to. I'm not going to the common room. I'm going to the common room. See you later. 
Okay, what play are you going to read? I don't know. Maybe Hamlet. That's supposed to be good, right? Um, it's the best play in English literature. I'm leaning towards Othello. He strangles his wife. I can identify just now, he said, looking at the doorway where Hermione had disappeared. Harry shuddered. Hermione and Ron, or Hermione thought Ron was immature, Harry remembered, but it was possible that he was also just plain dangerous? Oh. Hmm. Harry looked at his friend, wondering what was going through his mind. Well, he said finally, unable to comment on the wife's strangling statement. See you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> and then, and then that's it. Wow, that's... The end it got fucking dark. It <laughs> got dark. Guys, it got real, and now, yeah. we're, now we're sad, and we all know how Neville. <laughs> they, like, seriously. Fucking real moody is a downer. It's a downer. My cup looks like I ate salad. <laughs> it does look like you ate salad. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, way to make it all war and murder and Ugh. mass genocide and then make Neville cry. Sad. Uh, seriously. <laughs> I mean, it's only got to go up from here Surprising. and then get weird. I hope it gets weird. It's it not super weird yet. Oh, it's going to get it's weird. It's only just sort of like, ooh, she's got boobies. I mean, there is going to be that part where Draco's going to kiss Ginny. Bro. Spoiler. Ginny, you saggy tits Weasley? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With Draco... Howdy, bitch. Malfoy. I want to know what his Southern Fried Harry Potter name was. I know. I want to know that so bad. I'm so sad that they just left us. Like, coitus interruptus. (laughs) It was like right in the middle. Super. I know. Ball sacks. But on the plus side, from this half of a chapter of Psychic Serpent, I got some really solid pictures. I'm really glad. Your pictures are always so much better than mine. Like, I got this beautiful Hagrid loving a little kitty and a puppy. And then what is coming out of Hermione's mouth? (laughs) She's like a purple monster. And then a sweet, sweet McGonagall. Yeah, Potter. Guess who's back? And back again. Moody's back. Constant vigilance. (laughs) Because he has to. Why ask why? Imperious. Ten points to Gryffindor. Your pictures make so much more sense than mine, which is just like a picture of a dick that turns into scissors. <laughs> I don't know there why. There was a point for the scissor dick. I don't remember what that I was. don't remember why, but there was a point for it. Yours makes so okay. much more sense. <laughs> and then Jurassic Park. I don't remember why there was Jurassic Park, but mm. it came up. Mm. It was something that Moody said. Yeah. Something about life finds a way. Oh, or, yeah. Know, whatever Yeah, you, you, Ian Malcolm. Yeah. And then Neville's parents are insane in the membrane. And then my favorite, <laughs> Every Day I'm Stumping. Every Day I'm Stumping. Stumping. People accident. I want that shirt, too. Every Day I'm Stumping. <laughs> With the little moody? <laughs> yes. I'm going to put that one down, too. That can be arranged. Right down. All right. So, next... <laughs> <laughs> Did you just text us a picture of the inside of your cup? Yeah. Weird out. All right, so next week we will finish this long-ass chapter. That was a lot Ooh. of moody talking. Like, a lot of moody. Yes, my throat knows it was a lot of moody talking. Yeah, you had to growl a <laughs> I am very impressed. Um, There's was, was a lot of Eliza doodling, a lot of moody. Good job. I have a degree in theater. Yeah. <laughs> Not for I'm acting. <laughs> Not for acting. But you are a C-list actor. I am a C. I'm a C-plus actress. C-plus. Plus. Yep. C-plus. Never got higher than a C-plus in any of my acting classes. <laughs> well, you know what? C-plus is perfectly acceptable. No. It was fine. I never wanted to be an actor, yeah. so... <laughs> Got an A in all of my stage management and props, though. Well, so. that's good that since you wanted one. to stage manage. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it would be embarrassing if you did it. I know. That'd be so sad. Yeah. All right. So next week, we'll be back. Yeah. We'll finish this fucking chapter. There's honestly Woo! not that much left in the chapter. I know. We're going to talk to Alicia, and then we'll move on to chapter eight. Alicia? Spin it. 
Bye, Felicia. Not that one. Felicia. No. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I didn't mean to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then we'll find out what happens next. Yes. But until then, follow us on Instagram and the Facebook. Yeah. Send us other stories. On our Gmail at fanfickingtastic at gmail.com. Send us stories. Send us weird things. I want to read weird things. Yeah. It's Ashley, not weird yet. Ashley really wants weird things. <sighs> like her weird fucking Santa story. <laughs> Um, also, oh my God, the yes, Santa story. There, there will be, there will be merchandise coming soon, if only for Ashley to wear because she really wants a T-shirt, and so she can rock them, and we can take pictures of her. Until then, stay glossy. Don't catch the plague. Seriously, don't talk to yeah. strangers. Don't talk to strangers. Stay out of the woods. Stay off the moors. <laughs> <laughs> Don't take candy from strangers and fans. <laughs> Unless they're selling. Oh Bye my everybody. god, there was an ice cream truck. And? Like, it's fucking January. And? It's just weird that there's an ice cream truck. I know, but it's still weird. Six like, ice cream trucks go down my parents' street a day. Two fruit trucks go down my parents' street They usually today. peace out of here in, like, October and don't come back until March. Oh. And then there was one last week. We live in a nice And it was, like, doot-doot-dooting. Was, was it doot-doot-doot-afroing? It was. It was. Polka dot afro? It was polka dot afro. Next time we get together, Sarah will have seen at least the first Madagascar movie. Maybe. Or we're not friends anymore. Fuck you guys. They're all solid movies. That's fine. And the TV They're series so good. is, is pretty great. I'll make Chainsaw watch them and she can tell me about them. Oh, 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 oh. Just like that. It's just <laughs> adorable. I know. That's why I keep her around, despite the fact that she has the plague. Yeah. 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 I know. All right. <laughs> Stay classy, guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.